Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I think it's a lovely weekend we've got going on here. And, uh, well, we got some rain that we really, really, really needed. And I guess we're going to get a little bit more next week, and that's fine. Because I am concerned about the fact that um, I have noticed none of the leaves are turning. And they generally get started by now. So maybe they need some water. Maybe. It's... um, it's the rain was three days of gloom and gloominess. It was enough to make me mad. Like, and I was like, Jesus, <laughs> I hate all, mad as day, in insane or mad yes, as angry. No, mad is insane. Okay, jeez. Um, <laughs> but Monday I was fine with it because I, you know, I just it's been so beautifully sunny and hot all winter summer and. It, I thought, well, this feels good to just, you know, have the rain. But three days was a little too much for me. But what are you going to do? It's beyond us. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. At least it wasn't um, like teeming, pouring rain. It was just a steady kind of rain. Good kind. Yep. Well, there were a lot of floods, though, you know, but that's a... That's the way it goes, Mike. I was saying something to Pat about the fact that I remember it was at least 15 years ago, maybe longer, when I went to Bernie Olds. Oldsmobile doesn't even exist anymore for anybody listening uh, who might not have heard that, but Oldsmobile was a General Motors brand, and Bernie Cadillac, as now had, as they are now, had a lot of the Oldsmobile uh, cars as well. So I don't know why, but I ended up with a Cutlass. And I went to pick it up on a day in September when we had one of the hurricanes. And, you know, we all know that what happens with hurricanes in our area is not so much the winds, but it's the rain. 
and there was and I drove the car home through flooded areas in Clark Summit and everywhere else in Scranton and it was horrible to think that here's the first hours of my new car <laughs> it's I'm afraid I'm going to end up stranded somewhere in the water but anyway it's just I remember that every time we talk about drugs they're always in August and then come September here come the rains and very often they have the tail end of many hurricanes mm-hmm. so um, <clears throat> yep. you know things write themselves and as we're speaking today I believe today or this morning or tomorrow morning I forget which it is is the full moon for the month and it's called the harvest moon and I'm giving you that because I shine on, that there we go there. Up in the sky. Yes. With my raspy mm-hmm. voice. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You took the bait. Yes. So, you knew I wasn't going to um, let that go. I know you weren't. I know. So okay. I'm thinking that, you know, sometime this month, generally we get the remains of a major hurricane. And I think we're to E in the alphabet now, Earl. And so... um that being the case, there's probably one or two that are going to come our way, and I hope I'm not getting a new car in that interim. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, too. Ah, yeah. Or if I do, it should be a wonderful, warm, and sunny day. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow, what's going on in your world? Anything? Any birthdays? This September is a huge <sighs> month for birthdays. Yeah. Um, my beautiful niece last weekend, Tara Foley, she, hers was September 4th, so mm-hmm. happy birthday, Tara. I love her to pieces. She is a um, new attorney within the last two years um, oh, in nice. Lackawanna County. Yep. Is so, she in the family business or is she no, she government work? She, no, no, she clerks for um, Trish Corbett, Judge Corbett. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, that's where she is right now. She's a good kid. Um, good. I don't know. There's so many birthdays, so many birthdays, so little time. But, well, um, I got mine coming up next week. Yeah, yours is the 15th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have lots of birthdays. I can think of many clients who have birthdays this month. And uh, it's just some, I don't know what the deal is. They go back nine months and figure, what was that? New Year's Eve. February, January, somewhere in there. January, New Year's Eve. Must, must have been a lot of work going on there. Christmas time. Yeah, that's happened. I have cousins. Say hi mm-hmm. to my cousin, your friend, too, Laurie Zanker Walsh. Her birthday is September 10th, I believe. Well, happy birthday, Laurie. Yeah. And, um,. Oh, there's so many other people I can think of, but none that anybody would know, nor would you. So, well, <clears throat> and we have to we have to talk about. I know this is a little beyond because we taped on Thursday, and you're listening to us now on Saturday. But of course, the passing of Queen Elizabeth has just today. I, it was heartbreaking. I heard I was watching the Today Show this morning, and they were talking about the family, you know, being called, and that she was. You know, mm-hmm. very ill, and she had just met with the new prime minister and said goodbye to Boris Johnson, and then met with Liz as a tr- truster trust, however you say her name. Trust. 
Um, yeah. What is it? Trust. Trust. And um, she, um, it, it's two days ago, Lynn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, God. Anyway, they were, they were talking, talking about her so fondly. Yeah, they're talking about how unusual that was. That yes. the new prime minister went to Scotland to meet with the queen uh, because it's usually done at the, the castle in London. And mm -hmm. um, even at that, they knew that she was in a weak condition. But um, still, the formality she was done. Yep. And she looked, although, you know, a little frail, but God love her, 96, she looked wonderful. Yeah. I mean, you know, she did. She, You would never know two days later she'd be gone. Um, I, I just, I don't know. It's just, I know we said this earlier off air that, you know, we knew 90-some years old, but you just wish she could go on forever. She was, I just loved her, you know. You know, I yeah. had that old mind. Queen of England so and I were switched at birth, so that's... Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, right. We know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, um, oh, but you still breaking. carry on the tradition. I mean, you have your you had your tiara. You had yes, um, I'll, I'll all of your court. I'll have to do. Mm -hmm. I'll have to keep doing, live up to, you know, live it up, baby. But well, yes, it's hard to be His Royal Highness. Now we get Chuck and Prince Camilla. King. <laughs> Chuck. Ah. <laughs> Somehow that just doesn't work. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So he's now going to be called Charles III. King Charles III. Okay. Uh, yeah. When was it to hearing something on the news about King Charles II was beheaded? Um, I don't know when that was, but uh, we for certainly hope that doesn't happen to King <laughs> Charles III. Oh, yes. God. And then the question was, well... What title now does Camilla have? Because she's not the queen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it should be interesting. I don't know what the... Because, well, by the time... But isn't that only listening. because... But wait, isn't that what? only because she's divorced? Yes. And he was and divorced? Second, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought and the so, king gave her some kind of, uh, like, uh, a dispensation, title. so to speak. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But... By the time you're hearing this, I am sure that this will be resolved. But I uh -huh. think it's curious to know um, just exactly what title she gets. Yeah. And then I said okay. to somebody, geez, just think it could have been Queen Diana. Well, yeah, should have been. Yeah. Right. Who cares about... Yeah, she, she's not... I'm not a big fan of hers at all, so... <sighs> well, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it, it's a whole weird thing about... Uh, I don't even understand... Why the English uh, royalty exists? It's an anachronism. It's just—it serves wow. no purpose. I mean, it used to be, you know, when you were king and queen, and whatever you were—you had ultimate, absolute power over your so-called subjects. But that's not the case anymore. I, I mean, know. there's a full government that's in force. So I don't yep. understand why it continues, but I think it's... Yeah, uh, what the heck, it's just pomp and circumstance, it's fun. Oh, it is, it is, but it's a very expensive one. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, so it should be interesting okay. to see how this all plays out for 
us. And I was saying that I have a college roommate, not roommate, um, classmate, um, you know, our friend Joni Glover. Her blue bear. Uh, yes, her um, roommate in college is a woman who is now, her name is Nancy uh, Robson. She was Nancy Scott at the time. And Nancy went to England uh, for with a group of people from college during their junior term in between Christmas and, and the, the start of the next semester. Right. <clears throat> and uh, New Year's Eve, she was uh, asked to go to a New Year's Eve party in London, and she met uh, the man that she married, and she has been there for 50 years, and she was actually someone who was... I don't know what they, what that word is. Um, you know, when you become the something of the order of the British Empire, and you know, Prince Charles gives you that you kneel in front of them and they do the thing, and mm-hmm. you, from now on, you're the honorable, whatever. But that's what happened. They did that with her, and so she's lived in Scotland for more than half of her adult life. And uh, I often wonder, what does she think about the royalty in a coming from a world where we had no such thing? It's just very interesting to me to see that perspective. And I haven't asked her, but I'm sure we will be asking her and get some idea. 50 years. Did so. you say she was in Scotland? Yes. Okay. 50 years. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a long time. Yeah. Well, she got married. Uh, in the summer uh, after we graduated from college, which was, um, shall I date myself, 1973. So, And this guy was from Scotland? Oh, yeah. Okay. And it was the most bizarre thing I ever saw. They came to the wedding with kilts. I love it. All, All of the men wore kilts. And then they had you know what? Uh, the formal jackets. Wait, this is the appropriate time to say. You know what men wear under kilts, don't you? Nothing. Socks and shoes. <laughs> okay. On that note, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Thank you. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn show, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises. Because it is who you know. 
I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. I thought we'd talk about something that I uh, don't think that there's much precedent for this in um, baby boomer world. But because our families moved so far away from where we originally started, and um, the question becomes as you get older, what kind of tough decisions do you have to make about where you live, what you do, all that kind of stuff? Because the fear is that at some point in time, you're going to need some help. So this was an article from a newsletter called Margaret at 60 and Me. And it's called How to Make Tough Decisions, Follow Your Heart. So it's... You know, they say that you make small decisions every day. We know that. But then there's the ones that we might call the larger issues. We can procrastinate for a period, but eventually we need to decide. Such decisions tend to be ones that will affect our future lives in some substantial way. They may, they may be about housing. Should I downsize? If so, where should I go? What kind of commitment do I want to take on? Do I want a garden? And so forth. Or they may be about life plans. Should I continue to work? If so, should it be full-time or part-time? Would I be happier volunteering a few days a week? And if so, what kind of activity, activity would I wish to engage in? Or they may be about personal relationships. Should I try to mend fences with my oldest friend after a bad argument? 
should I try to spend more time with my granddaughter, although it's very inconvenient to do so, as she lives a long, long way, and so forth. All very tricky. What are the key considerations that will help us to decide? The obvious choices. Sometimes the answer is clear and staring us in the face. Here is one scenario that I just invented. You are thinking of moving to the granny access annex that your son and daughter-in-law have built with your needs in mind. You need help with a new disability. They want to look after you, and you are very close family in any case. And you adore your grandson. The decision is very straightforward, a problem happily solved. But it isn't always, perhaps not even usually, like that. Often, there is some path that your head tells you is the right thing to do, but your heart feels is wrong. For instance, let me amend the above scenario slightly. You know that you need help, and you know your son and daughter-in-law want to look after you. But deep down, you don't like their ways all that much. You don't want to be thrust into their company on a daily basis. And your grandson is not being brought up the way you like, so that he is not pleasant to be around. It looks like you ought to accept their help. But you suspect that the, the move may result in a lot of arguments and aggravation. What do you do? I've never been one to tell friends or family how to lead their lives because I feel such decisions are very personal and individual. I might help by asking a lot of pertinent questions, enabling them to clarify the issues. But it would be very rare of me to advise them which way to fall. I do often say, in the words of my husband, who has said this for years, go with your emotions. This is another way of saying, follow your heart. If you think about it long enough, you will find that most difficult decisions involve a conflict between what you think you ought to do and what you, deep down, want to do. There is a sensible course, which everyone outside your orbit would say, yes, of course, do that. And then there's the course your heart tells you is right. I say go with your heart every time. But every case is different. It is rarely straightforward. You may be single and in your mid-60s and due for retirement. You're in good health and everyone says, get out a bit, travel, see the world. This sounds like sensible advice, but actually you love your work and enjoy the company of your colleagues and have no interest in travel. Or perhaps it's the other way around. Everyone might say times are hard. You should keep earning money while you're able to. Don't retire. And this seems like a sensible course. But deep down, you're bored with your work, and you want to get out to see the world while you can. Same scenario, different emotions. Only you can know which one is right. And by all means, talk it over with someone who can answer the right questions. This can really help you to clarify where you want to be. Let it buzz around your head for a while, but do try to follow your heart. It may not be easy. You may have to step on some people's toes. It may cost you more money or mean that you have a little less money left over for anything else. But every time that I've ever followed my head, I've realized afterwards it was the wrong thing to do. And when I followed my heart, 
things have worked out and I have felt at peace. And peace of mind is worth everything. Good luck. Ta-da. Yep. I agree with that, don't you? Yes, I do. I do. But I know that it's very, very difficult if you're a person who always wants to do the right thing. And the right thing may, you know, some people talk about doing that T-chart. You put in the left side all the th- the positive reasons to do something. And on the right side, all the negative reasons that you don't want to do something. And whichever one outweighs is the one that you go with. Well, that's a rational decision. That's not an emotional decision. And I think that I have found when I go with my heart and do the things that I think, do the things that I feel most connected to, somehow it always works out. If I do the things that I'm supposed to do, I'm angry, I, I feel resentful, I, I, it's just not a good thing. So lead with your heart. That's what I say. I agree. Totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, there are times, I'm sure, when, when you were offered jobs and, you know, doing, doing that versus, you know, both of us are self-employed. It's a hard transition to make, even though everybody would say to you, oh, it's a great idea. You get benefits, you get this, but I just, I remember when I was going to go, took a job with an accounting firm and I was, I had so much trepidation about it. And I remember that the, the, the week before, sometime in there, night before, whenever it was, before I was supposed to start my first day. I had a nightmare, and the nightmare was about being shackled. My my wrists and my ankles were shackled to something, and I just felt like I wanted to scream. I couldn't stand it. I just felt so, and then I realized when I woke up about the dream, it was because I was going to take a job, and I had to report to somebody, and all that just creeped me out. Yep. I'm sure you've been there. Yeah. You just, you, you, you always think like, should I, could I, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, that old line, Mm -hmm. those old things. Mm -hmm. But I just, I, I just think, again, you have to do what you have to do. And sometimes there's a person (laughs) who you don't really want to work with that pushes you to make the decision anyway and you've got to figure that they had to have some role in your life um in a good way even though it may have been a negative thing you didn't want to i mean that happened with me with my um um when i decided to branch out and open and start my own business i Mm -hmm. really didn't want to work with the person that i had to work with and um it was it was it was the impetus for me to do what I had to do, and I remember yeah. I met with uh, Jerry Donahue and Nada Gilmartin, and Jerry Donahue was the one who said to me, "Why don't you take your act down the road? Why don't you just <laughs> do this for yourself?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh God, I I can't." And then I started thinking about it and thinking about it, and I started putting two and two together, and I said, "What if I do 
through my own business. And I tell you I'm going to get you this, this, and this. And I work for myself. And I knew before I started that I had the people I was working for, the cultural center, they became my very first client. Mm -hmm. And Deb Kosofsky was the chairman of the board and Nada. And they're who, they're who I met with. And both of them said, you know, this is a really good idea. I think we could do it. We'd rather do this than for you to walk out the door. And, yeah, let's let's do it. I mean, you know, and Deb in her business way, she's like, any any movement on the salary? I said, absolutely not. She's like, <laughs> okay. She, she never even, and never even, she just asked, and I know it was part of her fiduciary responsibility to ask right. that. And I said to her the last time I saw her, I said, I just want to let you know, Deb, I'll never forget you were the person I talked to and you and Minata were the two people who gave me the green light and Jerry Donahue was the person who put it into my mind. Yeah. And those are people I will never forget for those things because mm -hmm. then you end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and now and no the regrets. thoughts of going somewhere. No, no regrets and the thoughts of going mm -hmm. somewhere full time to be any anywhere. Now, I could probably work for someone, again, under the conditions we have now where you don't have to be in an yeah. office. And, and yeah. I, with my business, you, sitting in any office is a waste, a complete waste of my time and, and energy and, and your money um, mm -hmm. because, you know, not where you make money in development is sitting at your desk. So, um, but the point is I probably could do that now, Lynn. Because mm -hmm. I think it's made, most places make it a little bit easier for you to work um, and not be at least vir completely virtual or, or in a hybrid situation. I think that, that makes it a little nicer. But I think that, that that's what a lot of these kids are realizing and, and people in general. Like, you have to do it because that was the norm. But, like, if you don't have to do it, don't do it. I give such credit to these people out there who just decide, hey, I'm never going back to that scenario. I love it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have to, don't do it. Right. I think, it's, I think you, uh, you become more productive, I feel. As long as people are producing and you don't need them to be in there, I think it's great. But there are yeah. some people. There are some people that just can't do it. So, but anyway, that's the end of my rant. Yeah. So, um, well, we're going to take a quick break. I think, right? Yes, we are. Okay. Go ahead. So we'll be right back, everybody. You're listening to the Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs 
blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit organizations. Call Barbetti-McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office, and you too can make a change for the better. Business banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity. My checking account, uh, my payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Laurie Cadden. I am the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans, and I am the Managing Director and Certified Financial Planner with Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm that's devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And our guest expert this week is Michael Schumann, who is, uh, his title is BREC, Inventory Materials Manager. But he's not going to talk about that. He's going to talk about a very important program that VREC has available, and it's called the VREC Blood Donor Program. Welcome, Michael. Hi, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, why don't we just jump in and tell us, what is the VREC Blood Donor Program? Okay, so it's a it's a program for um, indoor cats um, that um, can be in a program so that uh, they can donate uh, blood products to help other uh, cats that are in need of uh, a blood transfusion. And and you have to make sure that they're the same blood types like the, like you do for humans. Correct. So the 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 cats have three types of um, they have three types, and they they can be a type A, a type B, and a type AB. Um, and they're, unfortunately, they're very specific. Um, they cannot receive other types of blood. So an A cat can only receive A, 
a BBCAC can only receive A. Uh, so it's very specific. And how long has this program been going on? Um, almost since the hospital has been open. Um, oh. the and that's, what, 12 years now? Correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm just surprised that people don't really know too much about that. Um, is that something that, is there an incentive for people to bring their cats in like there is for humans? You know, that you get a certain point, you get something, some pins or something. I don't expect you to give that to a cat. But isn't, is there some kind of incentive for people to bring their cats in to do that? Well, we do have a, it's a honorary wall for blood donors. So, um, after their years of service, they get recognized with a plaque, the, the name of the owner, the years of service and the number of donations that they've done. Um, and I think we're also looking into possibly doing some kind of monetary, um, as well. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's cool, Michael. So if, if people want to do this, so obviously healthy cats, and you you own them, and you want to have them donate blood. Um, do do our cats when they're taken to vets are they automatically blood typed, or do they have to be if you decide you're and only if you decide you're going to do this? Um, if 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 a, uh, an owner is deciding that they would like to be in this part of a program, uh, they would probably they would need to come to our hospital, um, and we need to do specific. Um, blood work, so which would be the blood typing, um, and also there's, um, a, it's called a feline combo, which does a complete blood count, checks the kidney function, liver liver function, um, and checks for feline leukemia and AIDS, which is a type of um, it, the disease that cats can get. I mean, also, they also would get a, it's also a blood donor PCR, which tests other uh, communicable diseases. Um, so they would need all, that would all have to, be, have to be done before they could be part of the blood donor program, and that would be offered free of charge through the hospital. And my where's the blood stored? Um, it's it's stored in a blood refrigerator um, at a at a constant temperature, um, and so it's readily available. Correct. Yeah. Okay. How long can it be stored, Michael? How how long can it be stored? Uh, They can donate every 60 days, and the lifespan of blood is 52 days. Oh, okay. Mm. Okay. And so it would seem to me that the reason then you said initially indoor cats is because there's less chance I'm assuming, I don't know this, but I'm going on on a limb here, uh, Is there's less chance for all of these maybe other type things to be wrong with the cat if they're an outdoor cat versus strictly an indoor cat and therefore they're not getting into things that you don't know they're consuming. Is is that the reason because it's less of a risk or what is that reason? Correct. Because of the feral, popula- the feral mm-hmm. cat population, um, they're more likely to carry those kinds of diseases. So right. if your cat's indoor only, they're less likely to be exposed to that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, it, to, to, people, I never, Johnny Lucas, who's our, our um, producer at WILK, everybody loves Johnny. Here's Johnny. He, he asked, he specifically asked us about that, if we, we could talk about that um, 
when the next segment um, you guys were on and for your next segment. And um, lo and behold, here it is. And I, I really, Lynn, did you know about it? A cat no. owner? No, yeah. I never knew anything about it. So now, would yeah, you consider so having your dogs do that, or your dogs, your cats do that? <laughs> I would, but I, uh, and that's an important thing. I think that uh, there has to be, perhaps, and maybe there is, a connection between, you know, what we call the primary vets, like people have primary physicians, and then mm-hmm. you would go to the hospital for specialized type services. But I'm just wondering, Michael, how many people uh, who are the local veterinary vet, veterinarians who have a, a primary practice, how many of them are even aware of this or do they talk about it with their pet parents? I, I don't, I'm not sure that they're actually talking with their pet parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, well, would, do you think yeah. there's a need? As, I mean, for what you're doing now, is that sufficient for the number of cats that come in in an emergency that may need a blood transfusion? Or like we say with humans, every once in a while, you know, there'll be a blood drive and, a, and a, an incentive for people, hey, we're low on XYZ blood, uh, please come to your local Red Cross or whatever, and they set up the blood mobiles and they do a special blood draw for people. But is that something that is that much in demand in the emergency room at the hospital, that's VREC's hospital, that there is a need to supply more blood or is what you've got now sufficient? Uh, there is a need for uh, feline blood products. Um, unfortunately, some of our suppliers are months on waiting lists trying to get a unit of blood for um, patients. So it, there's definitely a need. And it's not so much that we would just draw and store. Um, I think sometimes it would be kind of like on an emergency basis if, if someone could bring their cat in. Yep. Uh, versus storing the blood products um, and letting it expire, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So more or less like a list that if there was an emergency, you could call them and say, hey, would you, because we know your blood type and you've done this, would you help us out with that And instead of storing it? Yeah, that's a that's a cool idea. And, Michael, the other the other um, thought here is, and we and I, I, that's why I said to Lynn, your dogs, even though they're cats, Talk mm-hmm. about the fact that it, it happens, it's available for cats, but it, if you're wondering if you're a dog lover and a dog owner, it, that's not, that that yet is available, correct? Yet to correct. be available? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the canine blood donor program is much more complicated. Um, there's more testing that needs to be involved, and there's more steps that are involved versus in the feline blood donor program. Oh. Well, that's I think too bad. I mean, <laughs> it is too bad, but hopefully something will change down the road and, and maybe that'll that'll be available. But if somebody has a cat, Michael, and they're going to their, they're listening, and they go to their regular veterinarian, and they, um, so you would encourage them to question, you know, how can I do this? Is my, you know, can you type my, my cat's blood? blah, 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 whether it's them or you, um, you would encourage them to 
bring this conversation up if they have an otherwise healthy cat to their veterinarian for the possibility of this happening for them. Correct. Yeah, I think it's yeah. amazing. Lynn, so your vet, regular vet has never really even, obviously you didn't know no. about it, so never brought it no. up. Are you going to say something to them about it? Yes. Like, and maybe see if those yes. little wild mutts, as I call your, even though that's why it's a <laughs> dog, because I call them mutts on purpose, um, they may be able to help here. Uh, they may, and, and I think uh, it's a good idea to do that. But I think what I might do, because I know this now, is um, as Mike just said, there's a lot of pre-testing that has to be done to determine whether or not they are good donors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe is that the route to take, Mike? Do you just do you bring your pets to the REC to be tested, or can this be done at their veterinary, their regular vet's office? So we have some specific tests that they would need to be done. Um, and like I said, we offer that free of charge to charge, the yeah. uh, city owners. So uh, for pre-screening, the doctor would do an evaluation of the patient, uh, make sure that there's no any, you know, medical conditions uh, under evaluation and examination. Um, and then we would provide those testing um, to those owners um, so that at uh, free of charge. Let me ask you a question I just thought about here. Um, if if I took my cats in and had them get some shots, like a rabies shot or the feline leukemia shot, um, would that show up in, in a blood test to say that that they had it? Or do you have to wait a certain time after they've been vaccinated in order to do this? No, you, the vaccinations are not going to interfere with any of our testing. Um, and again, okay. you should, all cats should have their vaccinations, um, and they should be on their monthly flea and tick preventative um, before coming in for testing as well. Okay. Mike, about how many people, people how many pet parents do you would you say are in this program active um, participants um, in this program through your your hospital now? Currently, we only have one or two that are in our program, and those are employee staff. Um, and that's mm -hmm. kind of how our program's been in the past, where mainly it's been our employees with their uh, pets. Um, We've had a few in the outside community, but not very many. Well, let this be a call to those who have who are listening, yeah. who who have kitties and are interested in, um, in making this work. And that's the other thing: can it be a kitten, or does it have to be a full-grown cat to make? The, do you know that? So the age limit is it, they have to be at least one year old, um, okay. and then. They can only donate for up to eight years unless they have um, a medical condition that takes them out of the program before then. Okay. All right. Well, that's right. Uh, great information. So, Michael, if anyone needs to uh, be interested in doing this and needs to contact you, how can they get in touch with the hospital and information regarding this? Uh, so they would contact the main hospital line, and that's at uh, the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center. Um, and the phone number is 570-587-7777. 
um, and they would want to speak with the uh, internal medicine referral coordinator, and the internal medicine would be the ones doing the testing. All right, perfect. Well, Michael, thank you today for all of your good information, and hopefully um, we'll get some more people in there volunteering for their their, uh, little fur balls to have some blood taken and see where they go so they can help other kitties. So we appreciate that. Lynn um, and, and Michael, again, thank you. You did a great job first time on. Thank you. And, Lynn, we'll see you soon. Everyone else out there, have a wonderful weekend and enjoy this great weather. And um, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Be safe and please be nice. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.